Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome to Belly Up Fantasy Live. Now for your hosts, Chris, Dan, Tom, Houston, and Zach. Hey, it's Chris Pinto. With me tonight, the Belly Up Fantasy crew. We got Dan, or I'm sorry, we got Houston. We got Billy. We got Nate. We got Tom. And myself, baby. Uh, we have a special guest tonight, Marcus Grant from the NFL Network. Um, gentlemen, we got a lot to talk about tonight. How are you all doing uh, first of all, Tom, I want to talk about that calzone you were eating today, man. I was super jealous. DP Doe. All right. If you live near a college town, mostly you know, Northeast PA, New York, they got some scattered around the rest of the country. But if you know DP Doe, you know that their calzones are the best in the world. Chris, I'm going to have to send you one here. I'm going to have to figure out how I can ship one down to we Texas. Gotta, we got we to airdrop one, man, or something like that. I know we can do it. It might cost a little bit, but that thing looked like it was worth it. Absolutely. Billy, man, this is your second time on Belly Up Fancy Live. How you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me again. Of course, of course. Nate, how are you doing, man? I know you're always with us on our mocks, and uh, it's your second time as well on Belly Up Fancy Live. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, doing well. Getting pumped, talk some football with NG, the GOAT. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. Yeah, I'm ready. Travis, Scott, thanks for being in our live chat. Thanks for watching us, guys. I know Marco's watching us, and he's got a buddy named David Garza and Johnny Rodriguez. Brandsburg, you're watching too? Johnny Rodriguez was our last year's champion in our Kappa Sig League, my fraternity league, who beat me um, with that Aaron Jones, like, 60-yard touchdown. Oh, Michael and Courtney are watching too. Thanks, guys. Michael had a birthday last week. He was fishing uh, in Port Aransas. Uh, Houston, man, you had it sounded like you had a pretty busy day and a pretty hot day too. Yeah, it was a pretty good day. Um, we actually have a special guest here, Chris. So how about you introduce him? Man, well, I didn't know he was already going to be in so quickly. This is a guy that definitely does not need an intro. If y'all know anything about the NFL Network, about fantasy football, this guy does not need an introduction. A USC grad. Marcus Grant, he joined the NFL Network in 2011 as a fantasy football editor, and now has ascended to an, like one of the greatest analysts, analysts I've seen in my life. Uh, he does his slot show on NFL Live where he tells you what these guys are going to get, and most of the time he's pretty right. Uh, so his projections are on spot. Uh, I'll stop talking and let him come talk about himself. Let's welcome into the show Marcus Grant. Hey guys, what's going on? Hey Marcus, man, we're doing great. How are you? Doing? Good, you know, just kind of just chilling here. Uh, you know, we're all we're all stuck inside, so it's, it's all good. Every day is kind of every day, but we're doing good. Hey, thanks for coming on board with us. I really appreciate. it. I know our guys do too. Uh, Marcus, let's talk a little bit about yourself. I know that all of us, at least, uh, know a little bit about you, but let our listeners know something about yourself. Just talk about yourself for a little bit. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, just kind of a, a quick overview of how I got here. I mean, I spent a lot of time working in radio uh, in various forms, generally up and down the state of California. Um, and then uh, had a radio job, was, was fortunate enough to work for what was then Sporting News Radio. Uh, it's probably changed names like three or four times since I left. But uh, unfortunately, after that, after that job sort of dissolved, uh, was freelancing and it was, was, uh, suggested to me by a former coworker that I applied to the NFL that I was looking for folks seasonally. Um, I applied to about four or five jobs, both of which I wasn't qualified for, but I was unemployed and I figured why, why the hell not? Um, and honestly, I had kind of forgotten about it. This was in 2011, as you mentioned, during the, the NFL lockout. So I had sort of forgotten about it. And after a few months, I uh, got a call from Michael Fabiano uh, asking me if I wanted to come and write about fantasy football. I had honestly never thought about it as a career. I played kind of socially, never thought about doing this as a, as a career. Uh, said, yeah, sure, because it certainly beat what I was doing at the time. Um, went the night before the interview and just read a whole bunch of his columns and sort of regurgitated his information back to him in the interview. Uh, I got hired and you know, here we are almost nine years later. Um, I've been fortunate enough to kind of still be at the NFL and, and do a whole lot of things. And it's been it's been kind of a wild ride. Man, that's like a dream. And that's one of the things, you know, you fake it till you make it and you, you just made it, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's been great. I, I will say that, you know, I've, I've been able to work with a lot of good people. Um, you know, I mean, learning, kind of working with Fabs, working with Adam Rank has been great. Uh, I think maybe the, the thing that has made me the best at what I do and that has helped me the most at what I do uh, when we had what was what was then called the fantasy stronghold, or it was myself and Matt Harmon and Matt Franciscovich, Alex Gelhar, James Coe, um, you know, all working together. And, and those guys, I think, made me smarter at this thing. They made me uh, kind of better with my analysis. So, you know, it, you talk about it being a team effort. Like, I, I don't know that I'm, I'm doing uh, what I'm doing or at least doing it as well as I, I'm, I think I'm doing it uh, without those guys sort of kind of, you know, pushing me to be better all those years. That's great to hear, Marcus, because, I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to build here at Belly Up. We're a big team. We're a family, uh, essentially, you know, and we kind of build each other up and we knock each other down when we need to be. Um, I mean, doing this as long as you have, uh, what's your most memorable fantasy football moment out there? Because there's got to be a couple that are really up. They're really good. Yeah, probably. But I think they're probably all bad. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I think that maybe the, the one that I remember the most, uh, it was uh, Nick Foles, who had a bananas day, um, what he threw, uh, seven touchdowns in a game one week. And I said uh, the very next week they were playing the Raiders. Um, and I'm like, there's no way he's going to do it again. I'm like, the Raiders, I got the Raiders as a sleeper defense. There's no way Nick Foles can go off like this again. It's just not going to happen. Uh, and he did. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I had to come on the next week and just sort of, yeah, like, here's the thing. The, the one thing you sort of learn doing this, and you guys probably know this, is like, you can't really be scared to be wrong, right? Like, you're trying to predict the future, um, and you're going to be wrong more often than you're going to be right. I, I will say that doing this job has given me a newfound respect for meteorologists uh, who, have to, who have to go on TV and try to predict the weather every day. Like, it, it makes me sort of uh, empathize with them a little bit more. So, yeah, I mean, I think you look back on the things that you just sort of got hilariously wrong. I guess if I had to go for a good thing, it was uh, I called David Johnson the year the year he had his huge breakout year. Um, I, I went out and I planted the flag and I said, you know, this guy probably should be the number one overall pick. It wasn't, you know, I, I won't say it was like ridiculous, but it certainly wasn't the popular, the consensus uh, pick at that time. And it sort of worked out. So that was one that, 
you know, I spent a good year patting myself on the back. Hang your hat on that one for sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Marcus. Um, we don't want to keep you too long. I know, I mean, you're such a big profile, and we appreciate you for coming on our show. Um, tell our listeners and our followers where they can follow you at, see your upcoming works, things like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, the best place to follow me is on Twitter, at Marcus G, uh, M-A-R-C-A-S-G uh, is the way to find me there. And yeah, uh, right now we're still doing our, our fantasy podcast, the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast, twice a week, uh, Tuesdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays generally is when we uh, we post our podcast. We're kind of doing what I'm calling the Fantasy Camp Series, so we're going by division and sort of breaking things down. Um, so that's kind of where you find me there. Uh, you know, we show up on YouTube. We have a lot of our stuff uh, on YouTube. Just look for NFL fantasy on, on the, on your YouTube uh, channels. Uh, myself, Adam rank doing a lot of stuff there and keep an eye out to the NFL network because, uh, you know, fingers crossed with training camp, hopefully starting real soon. Uh, you'll see us there during the, the inside training camp stuff. And, uh, you know, if we are able to have a season that starts on time, uh, NFL fantasy live should be back with you back in uh, September. For sure. We'll be watching you for sure. Uh, Marcus, I thank you again for coming on. Uh, we, Like I said, we're not going to keep you too long. Thank you again. Uh, hopefully you come back here pretty soon if the season does kick off. Uh, and we'll talk to you later, Marcus. Thank you so much, sir. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Uh, best of luck, continued success. And, uh, hey, everybody, stay safe. Wear a mask, please. Yes, sir. Thank you, Marcus. Adios. <laughs> Everyone who was watching, that was Marcus Grant of the NFL Network. Uh Amazing guy. Uh, thank you for all the live comments that we were having. Marco, we'll talk about the Cowboys here pretty soon, but they're just going to go eight and eight, so it's not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> Houston, <laughs> my man, I know we cut you off a little short. You want to move on to the trios right now? Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, break down some uh, three-headed monster wide receiver core here. For sure. Uh, let's kick it off with one of our new guys, one of the hardest-working guys at Belly Up Sports, uh, he writes articles, he does live feeds, he does analysis, um, he edits as well and publishes Nate Herman. Let's talk about these Miami Dolphins, um, their new head or their their head coach, Brian Flores, and their new OC, Chan Gailey. Um, they're gonna come in with some new offense, I suppose. Uh Chan Gailey loves loves to spread the field out. We've seen him in the NFL with Matt, or I'm sorry, with Ryan Fitzpatrick as his quarterback, and they just throw the ball so much. We're talking close to 1,500 plays where there's three or more wide receivers on the field. Um, The three wide receivers that we probably have for these guys are going to be Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, and then like Houston was mentioning, we really don't know if it's going to be Albert Wilson or Alan Hearns. Both of these guys are, you know, they're, they're your borderline guys. But one of these guys is gonna get the gonna get the juice. I want to say it's Albert Wilson. Tell me if I'm wrong, Nate. Um, but I've got Devontae Parker somewhere around 70 catches, close to a thousand yards, probably a little under that, and then six touchdowns. Preston Williams at 52 receptions, 700 yards, three touchdowns, and then I've got Albert Wilson as the number three guy, around 40, 41 catches at 350 yards, and then maybe two touchdowns, most likely one though. Uh, what do you have on these guys? Yeah, so as you said, Shane Gailey loves to spread the rock, loves to get, you know, three wide receiver sets in there and uh, kick off with the big man, Parker, in that offense. Last year, 72 receptions for 1,202 yards and nine touchdowns. I mean, with, you know, a a bad, not bad, but an average at best quarterback, um, 
veteran. I mean, but I was a league winner for some. He's right, exactly. Um, he had a beast year, and now with Tua in Miami, maybe we won't see him week one, but possibly week eight, nine, ten, we'll see Tua, which which should be an upgrade for Parker. And um, I'm I'm a big fan. Six foot three receiver, you know, big set, big red zone threat, can just a kind of a big guy who can find his openings in the zones, beat man coverage with his height and his, his physicality. So I'm I'm high on Parker this year. I see him as a high wide receiver two, could even be a wide receiver one and a and a, a league winner, as you said, Chris. I mean, he's he's a real deal. And then yeah, we'll uh, on Preston Williams because this dude is like um I would say if like DK Metcalf had a cousin, this would be his cousin. Exactly, just like a freak of nature, like right. big body build. I mean, an absolute athlete. I mean, this guy can this guy can ball. Last year he suffered a knee injury, which kind of, you know, kind of uh missed some games there. But uh, he he's a beast, six foot five, which is arm out makes him a a big red zone threat like Mike Evans. Uh, just a big guy who can beat you know the five foot ten cornerback. Just no match for them downfield. Um, and as you said with Changeli, you know, he's going to see the field a lot um, and a lot of targets because Parker is good, but he isn't like a Michael Thomas good where he's going to just eat up all the targets basically. So Williams should definitely find his, his fair share of targets in that offense. And uh, if he can stay healthy and on the field, um, you know, and just kind of keep it together, um, I think he's in for a big sophomore season this season, this year. I, I, I totally agree with you on that one. I mean, last year he caught more than 50% of his balls and put up, close to 450 yards. So ascending this year, hopefully with Ryan Fitzpatrick, the new offensive coordinator will make him a little bit more productive. I've got, like I said, I've got him for over 700 yards this season because he's just an animal. But what about this third wide receiver from these guys to round out the trio, Nate? Yeah. So as you said, it's either Wilson or Hearns. I Wilson just because Parker and, and, and Preston Williams are both big body receivers and Hearns is like six foot three as well. So I think by adding Wilson in there, who's five foot nine, you're getting that kind of a, a new dimension where you know the little slot, um, slot position, little you know crosser routes and slants instead of the uh, kind of a big body targets you have in Park and Williams. So I have Wilson at the at the, th- at the third spot there. Um, it's hard to tell how many uh, targets he'll get to because you got you know Parker, Williams, Gasecki, and the H- Howard and Breed on the backfield. So, but with Changeli, you know he will get he will see the field at least he should see the field with the amount of uh, plays they do in uh, three wide receiver sets. So Wilson, I would kind of be a, a stash on the bench in a deeper league, but we get ready to pick him up on the waiver wire if Parker or Williams does go down. So just be ready to, uh, on that Monday morning to, uh, get, get <laughs> you know, <laughs> pick him up on the, uh, on the wire. I don't disagree with you at all on that. I know one of our absentee members, Ryan would say that Mike Gusecki's going to get all of the, uh, <laughs> Passwork, but I mean, a little, little is, I mean, Gailey's career, Gailey's tight ends have only put up 1,500 yards, 145 catches, and that's over five seasons. Yeah. That's not an average. That's what they've got together. So, Gasecki was what the 12th score, the 12th best scoring tight end last season. So, he's a good tight end. He can do the job, but is it going to be in his favor? Is it going to be Wilson who will be that safety blanket? Like you said, you know, little slot guy, the Danny Amendola, the uh, Julian Edelman effect, if you would, as opposed to the tight end, who's probably just going to block for these guys. So we'll just have to wait and see. Do any of you other guys have anything different on that? I think you nailed it. I mean, 
you know, if Ryan was here, like he said, he'd be <laughs> saying that, uh, you know, Mike Gusecki's going to get 110% of the passing touches, <laughs> like 70% of the running touches probably on this team. Um, we did have somebody ask if the, you know, run game would hurt the volume. Uh, and somebody else actually already answered it for us. I don't think that a slight improvement in running game for the Dolphins would hurt any of these guys. Um, it, you know, like they said, it's going to sustain the drives. It's going to keep the ball moving for them. Uh, the Dolphins last year were pretty pitiful on offense and defense, but uh, you know, being able to move the ball downfield and not have to pass every single down—that's going to help you out with uh, you know spreading that ball around. For sure, for sure, for sure. Gailey did coach the Bills, the Jets uh, before Miami, and I believe that their running backs had a decent uh, finish. I wouldn't say top 10. I want just off the cuff. I want to say top 25, at least one of those guys. So maybe their running backs do well. Breida might have a good season, you know, catching those balls out of the backfield in that offense. Um, let's move forward, though, Tom. I mean, we've talked about these guys a couple times. Uh, our senior guy, Dan Mater, hates uh, the head coach of this team. Uh, I, think, I don't know about you guys. I do, too. I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> hate him. We're talking Adam Gaze. We're talking the New York Jets. Uh, these guys should be in passing sets, have three wide receivers out there, probably close to like 85% of the time is what I'm seeing. And it's what I'm looking at is Jamison Crowder, Brashard Perryman, and then Denzel Mims, the rookie. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Mims was, will probably be that third guy. Um, everyone knows about Gase's play calling. I don't really need to talk about it too much. They lost Robbie Anderson. Uh, but they signed Perryman. So I've got these guys, Crowder at 87 receptions, 750 and 6. Perryman at 39 receptions, 594 and 3. And then Mims, which was surprising to me, but I think he's going to have a good year. I always give the juice to the Texas guys, as you all know. 43 receptions for 550 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Tom, are you close to that? Am I off the mark on that? What do you think? You know, I, I would say, first of all, if I'm going to make a bet on who's an alien between Adam Gase or Elon Musk, I'm going to bet Gase over Musk. <laughs> but we're here for the receivers. So, <laughs> honestly, Brashad Perriman, I want to get excited about him, right? Like, he's he's a great player, you know, but you look over his last couple seasons – I mean, it's pretty unimpressive. You know, rookie year, about 500 yards. Uh, 2017 um, did not have a good season. I believe he had some injuries there. Only had about 80 receiving yards. But taking that one out even, uh, 2018 with Cleveland, 340 yards. Uh, and then last year in Tampa, uh, only 645, which kind of not very impressive in Tampa as they didn't have a great third receiver uh, to kind of follow up behind um, – you know, Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin, you know, 645 in that offense, I, I would have expected more. You know, you would think that if he was that good, he could really pull himself as, as that number three guy. But um, yeah, I would say probably about that same number for this year for him. I kind of have him as the number three guy actually. And then it's kind of between Crowder and Mims for one and two. Um, I think it's really going to come down to is Mims as good as we think he might be. I mean, he's got big play potential. He's fast. He can get downfield. Um, you know, I believe uh, you know, in the combine he ran a four three eight, which is that's pretty quick. That's pretty quick. So I would say he takes over that Robbie Anderson role, being a deep threat. He can do that pretty easily. Um, 
And then Jamison Crowder, like I said, it's going to be an experience thing. It's going to be kind of how quickly can, um, can Mr. Uh, I like to kiss everybody on the mouth and get diseases. Uh, how quickly can Sam he, Darnold? Yeah. <laughs> How quickly can he kind of build a relationship with Denzel Mims and and start giving him the ball? I will say one thing that really helps this whole squad is that they improved that offensive line a lot. Um, yeah, you, know, you did bring in uh, a new left tackle um, as well as right tackle. So you have Makai Becton, Chima Idoga, um, and then center and Connor McGovern. So it's a much improved offensive line for Sam Donald to maybe feel a little bit more comfortable in. Um, and this is a team that ran, I believe it was 72% of their, of their plays with at least three receivers. So yeah. it'll be a decent season for any of the three. Like I said, I think Brashad Perriman, I'm not sold. He's number three for me. And then the other two, it's it's a toss-up, probably close to 1,000 yards for each of them. And, Tom, I don't know if you did this. I'm off the cuff. How many games did Sam Darnold play last year or not play last year, I guess, would be the better question. Was it like four or five? Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Uh, that I don't have off the top of my head. It was probably about four or five. I do recall uh, when my was played them. He got them. Yeah, it was three, right? Three. Three. Yeah. Okay. The only reason I say that is because in our comments, we've got Courtney and Michael asking about um, who would you touch in PPR, I guess. Crowder, I would touch Crowder in PPR. He got 122 targets last year, uh, even with Darnold missing those games. And there was a game where I swear every time Darnold – drop back. He was throwing the ball. It was like a Drew Brees, Michael Thomas effect. So I like Crowder in PPR for sure. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Um, Other than that, I mean, Robbie Anderson is gone, like y'all were saying in the comments for sure. Rashard Perryman does come in to maybe be the deep threat, but like Tom was saying, I believe Mims is going to be that insert role uh, for the Robbie Anderson effect. Uh, And then Jameson Crowder will just be that PPR monster, hopefully. But, Billy, uh, new guy to the squad, man, but you made a big splash with us. We really appreciate everything you do for us. Uh, we'll talk about our St. Jude's Bowl that you're heading up, and you've been such sure. an asset in just driving this thing at the end of the show. But let's talk about these guys at in Cincinnati with Zach Taylor, with Brian Callahan as their OC, with a brand-new quarterback, with a shiny veteran receiver and a shiny rookie receiver. These guys should be in an eight or in three plus wide receiver sets somewhere in the eighties as well. Percentage wise, the Cincinnati Bengals, we're looking at Tyler Boyd who finished at 23 last year. Zach, uh, John Ross, the third who finished at 72. 
AJ Green and T Higgins. We are talking about trios, but this could be one of the first quadruples or uh, one that John Ross might just get kicked out of. Um, I've got these guys. Let's start with AJ Green because all of the, you know, he's a veteran. He's going to get the workload if he's there. I think he has over a thousand yards this season and 81 catches with about five or six touchdowns. Michael, you're right. He's going to sign that tag for 18.2 million and he's going to be the dude for a little bit with uh, Joe Burrow, but you can't overlook, overlook the fact of a guy like Tyler Boyd who put up a thousand yards last season. Uh, I think he's going to be a little bit shy this year around 915 at 74 catches and about four or five touchdowns. Um, and then between Ross and Higgins, uh, I think it's pretty close. 21 for Ross and 39 for Higgins. About 300 for Ross and about 475 for Higgins. And two touchdowns apiece. Um, Billy, I know you're a, a numbers guy. We always talk. You always seem to be in my head. I always seem to be in your head when we're talking fantasy football. Um, so tell me I'm not crazy about this. Well, A.J. Green, you know, only played nine games last year, but he was actually pretty productive for the time that he was on the field. So getting him back with these young guys is going to be instrumental. You know, keeping a little uh, – I got to look to in that huddle. I think it's going to be really important. You know, a guy like T. Higgins, uh, you know, he's obviously drafted to be the heir apparent to A.J. Green, uh, but he's going to probably make an impact now. You look at his combine stuff, he's, he's, he's a poor man's A.J. Green. He's one notch below in every statistic that we look at and measure wide receivers at. Very productive at Clemson, 25 touchdowns over the last two years. Uh, you know, him and Burrow are going to be looking to, uh, you know, have a rapport early and often, hopefully. Uh, and A.J. Green is going to hold the four down as far as dictating coverage and making sure these guys get favorable matchups. Uh, Tyler Boyd should eat. Uh, he had a, almost 150 targets last year, which is a lot. It probably benefited of A.J. Green's absence a little bit there. Um, but, you know, he's also was going to receive some double coverage, so – he won't, he'll get a lot more one-on-ones as well. Uh, John Ross is a speed guy. You know, he has, he's a big play, uh, big splash guy. Uh, had, had some stretches last year where he was really productive. Wide receiver, wide receiver two range out the gate, I believe. Um, but down the line, kind of proved to show what he is, and it's, it's a big play threat. If you forget about him, he makes you pay. Uh, but, you know, he's not a guy that scares you too often. Uh, with these guys... He might be the forgotten guy out, which will make their four wide receiver uh, sets really dangerous. Got a couple good receiving backs with, uh, with Gio. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get a lot of playing time if he even stays on the 53-man roster. But, you know, Mixon can handle that role very well himself. Uh, with Burrow, they're going to be looking to throw. Uh, a lot of targets going around. Uh, Tyler Boyd, two straight years with 100-plus targets. Uh, so, you know, I see him keeping that up. A.J. Green probably in the 100-target range, which, Puts a little bit of a ceiling on T. Higgins for me, but uh, nonetheless, uh, it's more about X's and O's for him than fantasy production right now. Yeah, don't disagree with that at all. Uh, one guy that we didn't mention that I um, I just want to talk a little bit of smack about real quick is old Golden Tate from the Bengals. I'm talking about Auden Tate. Uh, he's labeled as the wide receiver five for these guys, but he showed some flashes last year. Um, the only reason I'm talking about him is because I drafted him in our writer analyst league. So... What do you think about that? Should I just drop him for somebody? I picked up the 12th man, so I'm willing to pick up anybody. I think Auden Tate could be a pretty good red zone threat. He's the biggest guy in this receiver room, and he's he's a lot bigger frame. So, uh, you know, no more uh, no, tight end issue kind of there with Uzuma. He, uh, you know, has kind of shown he can be productive, but not really the guy to lean on. Auden Tate, uh, you know, lining up in that role, he could probably do that job pretty well. 
get him inside with a linebacker or safety, they're not going to be able to handle him in the red zone. And I can see him being used in that role quite a bit. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, just like Michael was saying, or Courtney was, I think it's Michael in the comments, um, the injuries to A.J. Green, John Ross, and Auden Tate just have to hold up. And if these guys can hold up this season, this offense is going to be fantastic with Joe Burrow. Houston has mentioned Joe Burrow's stats countless times on this podcast, and they're pretty efficient. So with Zach Taylor at the helm, we think that Joe Burrow could have a pretty good season this year, uh, maybe even a top 12 finish, possibly. We don't know. He's got the weapons. But Houston, let's move on forward and go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Lindell Whirling, one of friend, one of our friends of the show, has spoken about these guys uh, a, a few times on Twitter and on our show. Um, we're talking about Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Smith or Deontay Johnson, James Washington, and even maybe Chase Claypool, the new rookie. Mike Tomlin is the coach; has been there for ever man we're talking we, i've seen this dude trip a guy before you know what i'm saying and then we've got the oc randy fincher he's projected at somewhere around 83 percent for wide receivers three or more in passing situations um they learned from the bruce arians offense and todd haley as well so i've got juju having a bounce back year around 69 to 70 receptions definitely around 920 yards but having a bounce back here in touchdowns because he's going to have about eight touchdowns. Big Ben loves this guy. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I feel like he's going to have about 60 receptions for close to 800 yards and four touchdowns. And then my dark horse of this team, man, James Washington, the deep threat, uh, 45 receptions for about 625 yards and three touchdowns. Chase Claypool, I've got him around one touchdown and just kind of being mediocre. Um, probably not someone you want to get in a redraft. But, Houston, I know you did a lot of analysis on this. I know you got the numbers. Uh, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right, man. Yeah, and there's so many things to break down here in the Pittsburgh uh, wide receiver core. Um, I'll start with one thing, and probably the most important thing to this offense is getting Big ba- Big Ben back from injury. Um, Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges, just not a good situation for the whole offense. I mean – very good defense in Pittsburgh, relied on it game after game, but just couldn't get it going, anything on offense. And that kind of impacted the whole team, including uh, the wide receiver one, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, he's in a contract year, and I really think he's going to come back, and he's going to earn himself some big money. He's only getting paid $1 million right now, and arguably he could be a top 10 wide receiver in this league. He's got the talent, I believe. I just think that uh, last year he was banged up, and went and he came back trying to be a leader for this team without Big Ben, still banged up a little bit, and then had bad QB play. Obviously, the price point that he took, and people were taking him as their wide receiver one in the first or second round because of AB now out of Pittsburgh. Um, and well, I think Houston, I don't know if y'all watch this. I follow the fantasy footballers, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Uh, they did a celebrity league last year, and yep. Juju was in it. Zach Efron was in it. They took Juju in the first round, I believe, maybe yep. the back into the second round. So, yeah, you're right, Houston. Sorry, I just had to drop that in there. Let me go on mute real quick. No, even uh, Juju wasn't uh, high on himself going into 2019, I guess, as he passed himself and went for Michael Thomas instead of his own self. Interesting when you're playing in a fantasy league and you have an opportunity to choose your own uh, self. But uh, 
I think he's going to come out trying to earn some big money for him, and I still think he'll be in Pittsburgh, and I think he could be the wide receiver one like uh, Antonio Brown was. I actually have said this before, and I'll say it again. I think this wide receiver core is stronger now than it was with Antonio Brown just because of the depth and the emergence of James Washington and Deontay Johnson. Uh, Going to Deontay Johnson, a lot of people are really hyped up on him going into 2020. I don't like his price point right now. I'd rather get James Washington, who led the Pittsburgh Steelers in receiving yards in 2019. But, I I mean, there's a good possibility that Deontay Johnson could fit into a good wide receiver two role with this team. I mean, Big Ben has shown that he can support two fantasy-relevant wide receivers week after week. So, I mean, you can't count out the second guy in this uh, offense. But there's a good possibility that James Washington could be used as the deep ball guy. Uh, he's very good after the catch. Um, is he going to use him like a speed man like Antonio Brown was? Um, it'll be interesting. I don't think Big Ben's arm now post-surgery that he'll be able to throw it 40 yards down the field. Um, so it'll be, they'll, they'll be creative in their offense and still play to Big Ben's strengths. And I, this offense is going to be much improved. Good bounce back. Uh player and big ben you know um touchdown wise i really like claypool i don't know how much uh he'll get in the red zone but if we're talking this talent alone claypool's ungodly talent watching his film i think he looks like a mike evans i even think he looks like a calvin johnson but uh i don't know how much he's gonna play in this offense he should he's a really good wide receiver can go up and get the ball. He's quick and he's big. They said they want or a lot of teams asked him to try it at tight end. He said, no, 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 I'm not a tight end. I'm a wide receiver. Went out there, showed it with his 40 times, showed it with his agility and his high jump and his broad jump. He's an athlete. And he, if the Pittsburgh Steelers are smart, they're going to use him. Um, red zone touchdowns, I'll say it one more time. I think Ebron has a good chance of catching a lot of those. So don't rely on any of these wide receivers. Maybe besides throw one or two as well. Yeah. Besides Juju, maybe on slants or drags and arrows, but I don't think you're going to see Juju or any of those other two guys like go up for a back corner. I think that's either going to be Ebron or I think they might even bring Claypool in for that, but this offense is going to be pretty good with big Ben back. And I, I, I'm happy if I can get Juju in the third or fourth round, because he is dropping right now. He's dropped from last year. So he's not a first-round cost anymore like he was in 2019. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Travis, for correcting me. They had the 1.11 pick. And then for David Garza, I just want to get this in, because he's a new listener to us, guys. Uh, brand new to the show. Uh, was recommended by one of our other listeners, and now he's chiming in. So, David, I want to get this answered for you. Obviously, you haven't listened to us in the past. I am a big, big supporter of the WWE 24-7 champion, Rob Gronkowski, baby. This dude has a 95 rating on Madden tight end, Tom. (laughs) 95 rating. We're talking Kittle, Kelsey, Gronk, baby. Chris, I need to use one of your own euphemisms, if you will. Uh, I'm going to turn a little bit. Madden, 
it means less. All right. Those Madden ratings are hot garbage. Almost as hot as the Redskins hot garbage right now. But the, to stay on the tight end subject, Gronkowski, we've talked about it before. He's a red zone threat. That's it. He's not going to be a 20 to 20 guy this year. I'm telling you. He's all on the touchdowns, and that's going to be it. Fancy wise, he's not. Yeah, he'll be okay. Houston, what was it? I think it was like week two or three when we were talking about Gronk. We had him like projected for 10. To, or I had him projected for like 10 touchdowns. I think I'm going to up that by the time the season starts. But yes, Michael, you are correct. The WWE has labeled it where he could catch a pass from Tom Brady in the end zone before he Gronk spikes it. Someone come out and try to put him through the table, and he'll have to defend his championship. That is true. And so I'm going to see Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Gronk take on somebody in the end zone, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's 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 keep this moving forward we're making pretty good time marco ayala this is for you courtney this is for you i'm gonna get one of our great analysts billy to talk about y'all's dallas cowboys and their amazing trio um new head coach mike mccarthy from austin texas baby new or not new but pretty good OC and Kellen Moore, who's got some sort of Sean McVay aspect going on. They predict to be around the 80 percentile as well, 4-3 wide receiver um, sets in passing situations. They have the number nine guy in Amari Cooper. They the number 22 guy in Michael Gallup last year. They add in my number one wide receiver from college, CeeDee Lamb, this season to make the most dynamic trio in my mind. Uh, four wide receivers out there, and they have Zeke. They've got Jarwin, um, and they've got Dak as well, who an SEC guy as well, can throw the ball. We saw 79 catches last year from Cooper and 66 from Gallup. So there's, you know, Dak can throw it. The offense can support it. Hopefully McCarthy has learned from his mistakes and can move forward and have a better type offense than he has or a more high flat, a more high-powered offense, I guess, uh, with Dallas. I've got Amari projected for 82 catches and over 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns, so I know you guys out there listening love that. I've got Michael Gallup around 60 uh, catches at 80 – or I'm sorry, at 800 yards and four touchdowns. And then CeeDee Lamb, my boy, man, uh, 51 to 52 receptions at about 775 yards and four or five touchdowns. Um, yeah, I know, right, Courtney? Or Michael, thank you so much. Uh, but Billy – Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong about these guys. I'm probably not too far off, um, but I think they have a pretty big year. Well, bringing Mike McCarthy in brings a lot of excitement to the team, especially in the passing game. Uh, Dak already had a 4,900-yard season last year, and they added CeeDee Lamb, which is a big upgrade to Randall Cobb at this point in Cobb's career. Uh, Cobb left 80-plus targets on the field, over 800 yards, uh, a few touchdowns there. I think C.D. Lamb does a little bit better. Mike McCarthy, uh, I, th- I think uh, Kellen Moore keeps the, a little continuity in that offense and, and keeps Mike McCarthy um, from from getting that stagnant look that we saw so often with the Packers at times, you know, where basically it was all Aaron Rodgers or bust. Um, you know, this team has too much talent, especially in the backfield. Uh, you know, Mike McCarthy never had anything like Zeke. And Zeke catches the ball well. We've seen him have, you know, over 70 catches when they rely on him to throw him the ball. But uh, – 
this receiver group with McCarthy, I noticed your projections, a little bit of regression at the wide receiver two and three spot in that offense, which I think will actually go the other way. I think there will be a, a little more passing uh, offense, maybe not for Dak, but in the receiver spot. Uh, you know, Jarwin, I don't necessarily like. I just, uh, you know, no tight ends were very productive with McCarthy in Green Bay, regardless of who it was. Uh, maybe a little bit of Jermichael Finley might have been uh, the, the most sexy of all the ones we had uh, go through Green Bay that we were all high on every year, year after year after year. So uh, Jarwin kind of has the feel of another one of those guys. Um, but, you know, I expect him to be somewhat productive. But I, I, there's a lot of mouths to feed in Dallas. But uh, I really like Michael Gallup. Just the value he had. His numbers are not far behind Amari Cooper last year. A really good player, uh, Big 12 guy out of Oklahoma State, and uh, really came on last year. He showed a, a lot of ability running the whole route tree, uh, productive. And when Amari was banged up, he still produced as well. So uh, I think he could have a really good year. Uh, CD, I think, uh, you know, that wide receiver three spot with Mike McCarthy has always been kind of a, a fantasy golden nugget. And, uh, you know, I think he's primed to take that role well. That's fair. Uh, yeah, Courtney, I did think that these guys were the best trio of wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, rival, rival, they're going to rival the guys that we talk about next with Nate. But yes, they're my one and two uh, trios for sure. I don't think Dax is going to win the MVP, Marco. <laughs> yeah, Houston, what's up, brother? Yeah, and I like this. Um, I agree with everything that Billy said besides one thing. Um, I uh, I don't see McCarthy taking the reins of this offense. And if you were to put, uh, I still think it's Kellen Moore's play calling. And there is a lot of mouths to feed, and I could be totally wrong on this. But if you were to take uh, the usage of Jason Witten last season and Blake Jarwin, combine those, you get the fantasy tight end three on the year. So it, that's just a little – it doesn't mean that Jarwin's going to finish as a top five uh, fantasy tight end. I'm not uh, – Ryan with Mike Gusecki, but I do like Jarwin maybe as a late round tight end, but I really love the CD Lamb edition. I just, I just, uh, Dak will target the tight end, and you know, that might be the only position that defenses can't cover this year when they have to play those three headed yeah. monster out there. But yeah, I really like this offense. Another big year for Dak and the crew. Definitely. I gotta say really quick two things. Number one, whenever Chris gets back or re-listens to this, he'll hear uh, he talked about CD Lamb being the best rookie receiver. And if Madden has anything to say about it, he's not. Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs the third, seventy six. CD Lamb five. Uh, Chris, I hope you heard that. I heard it all, and I don't care what Madden says because you told me that Madden means less. <laughs> You're not wrong. But the left receiver group, you seem to have forgotten about the Chiefs because Tyreek Hill, uh, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman's a stud. I just want to say that we keep touching on almost several of my picks in the uh, belly-up analyst role, and we we hovered around mentioning O.J. Howard a moment ago as well. (laughs) I mean, come on. This roster's turning out better and better by the moment here. Keep talking. (laughs) Guys, there's too much smack talking going on right now. But speak <laughs> about smack talk, shameless plug, guys. Let's commemorate our league winner with the best possible way, especially in our analyst league, guys. There's no better company in the business, and they don't do it any better than Trophy Smack. They create trophies of all sizes, belts, rings, and a variety of colors, along with free engraving and free shipping. And now you can get a free ring with the purchase of your trophy, 
or belt with the promo code BELLYUP. So click on the Trophy Smack link on our Twitter, Facebook, or go to trophysmack.com and use the promo code BELLYUP uh, and get your order today, guys. They they ship all over the place. They're going to be shipping to the UK here pretty soon for some of these things that we're doing with these guys, the Warrior Bowl, the Dynasty Bowl, or the Ryder Bowl. Um, and then Michael Courtney in our home league. We'll get y'all on there because Courtney and Michael were both league winners along with my wife, and I have not been one. So that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> this year, Chris, this year. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty it's, it's pretty depressing when my wife has a championship over my head. So, you know, what can you do about that? But let's move forward, guys, in the next trio that I want to talk about. Nate, these guys have – I can't believe – you got Kyler in our draft. I was so upset about that. It made me switch gears so much because <laughs> I wanted Kyler in the second round so bad, and you took him. Well, that's okay. We're not going to talk about that. We'll talk about the <laughs> Arizona Cardinals with D Hop. <sighs> Michael, I know you're listening. It's a sad day when Bill O'Brien traded away D Hop, and I know you were angry. I know you were so angry because you told me you were angry. Uh, so they got D Hop, but they got my boy Christian Kirk out of Texas A and M. Uh, his old roommate Kyler Murray's throwing him the ball, and then Larry Legend, man. Um, all these guys are ranked in the top thirty from last year: five, forty, and thirty-seven in half point. Um, Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over fifty years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things: customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Bets Off. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I think they're all going to have a great year. I think, I mean, y'all have all seen my rankings. I think that Kyler's going to ascend this year. And yeah, I know, right? Don't even start. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I've got these guys projected at D hop a thousand yards on a flat line, a thousand yards with seven touchdowns. Kirk, I've got him at 715. And then Fitz, I've got him at 615. Uh, all with around four or five touchdowns with hop going around seven. The Kingsbury offense is super sick, We, as we know, Nate. Um, the OC, Tom Clement, uh, is a savant as well. And they work really well together um, in Arizona as we've seen this high-powered offense. With the n- new year coming in, with Kyler having some more plays under his belt and a new weapon in D-Hop where he can literally throw this ball in this guy's vicinity and he's going to catch it. Um, what do you have on these guys and you know where do you have them kind of projected at? Yeah, so as you said, Hopkins leaving Houston. I'm not. I'm sure Chris is. He's probably you know me, me or someone. But um, in Arizona, with much better coaching staff, you know Bill O'Brien, train wreck to say the least. As GM and coach, not much better. But um, Hopkins with Kyler throwing him the ball, Kingsbury as head coach. I mean, it's just all trending up for him right now. Um, Hopkins has missed only um, two games in his seven-year career. So in terms of injury. 
he's not a guy who's going to miss eight games, you know, five, six games a year. So, I mean, so far he's been a consistent, reliable fantasy wide receiver. And I see him having another top five fantasy year um, when it comes to wide receivers. He's too big, too talented to kind of just fade away. He's still young enough in his prime. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Hopkins this year. I think he's all the factors are kind of for him. Um, and I think a kind of a new change in, scen- in scenery can really go a long way sometimes. And I think for Hopkins, that's the case um, with him this season. So Hopkins, I would go out and draft him. Top, five, I mean, obviously you got Julio, Thomas, and Adams, kind of, and Tyreek the, the four. But Hopkins is not far behind as the fifth guy in my opinion. So um, he's a beast. I think another great year. Just chuck him the ball up, and he'll somehow make a one-handed catch. Uh, no, no problem. So Hopkins, once again, I think another great fantasy year. Um, at the uh, wide receiver two, got Kirk, who had. A very nice sophomore season last year, getting targeted 108 times in just 13 games. Um, like Billy said, with the Bengals before, with Green and Boyd, I think it's the same situation where Green may kind of take away some targets, but Kirk should get more good one-on-one chances downfield or just one-on-one uh, routes to run. Which, which you know, may I mean, the PPR league may not benefit him as much, but in half point or standard, Kirk can uh, definitely rack up some more yards this season. So. I have Kirk, uh, maybe not, maybe less, not the same amount of targets, maybe 70, 80 range, but the yards, I think, takes a nice boost from the uh, the coverage you'll be seeing. And then, of course, at the third bar receiver spot, Larry Fitz, the legend, one of the greatest receivers to ever play the game. Um, this guy just keeps on pumping out solid seasons, 36 now. Um, I mean, it's unbelievable. Last year, he had, uh, had 804 yards, I mean, 109 targets, I, I mean... He's 36, but he may be the best 36-year-old, I guess aside from Brady, um, back in the day. We'll see in a while. So in a in a, in a standard league, not in a redraft league, I like Fitz. I know he's older, but um, he, he can still he can still ball. I mean, he's he's just that good. He seems not to fade and decline. So Fitz is a guy in the later rounds, experienced as they come. So I love Fitz. And a quick note, um, Andy Isabella in Dynasty Leagues, I'm I'm very high on him. Very high on him. Um, I see you, Chris. Um, Fitz is going to retire in the next year or two, so he should be slugging up as the in that starting rotation. And then if Kirk um, or Hopkins goes down, he's also going to slide up. So I love Isabella's talent and his path to playing time seems very evident and very clear. Um, so Isabella, a nice dynasty stash, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. I'm pretty sure you snagged him in front of me. Uh, I did, yes. league. Yeah. Okay. It's like your league. You're in my head. That's okay. <laughs> you're not going to talk about that. Uh, yeah. Nate gave some really good analysis. I mean, yeah. Larry Legend, man. Like you said, the 109 catches. Old boy caught 75 passes last year out of those 109 catches from Kyler Murray in that high powered offense. So I think Kirk, like you said, is going to be the number two guy, but Larry Legend's going to be a, a good wide receiver three. Um, Houston. Let's talk about these guys down in Carolina. They got the number one running back in the league in CMC. They had a brand new head coach in Matt Rule, uh, a new OC in Joe Brady that are supposed, or I'm sorry, they got the OC in Joe Brady that will projected have about 80% of wide receiver, or three wide, three wide receivers during passing downs. Sorry, tongue tied. And, you know, Matt Rule has that Temple connection with Robbie Anderson that they brought down. They got your guy, DJ Moore, who had a 
almost a 1,200-yard season last year. Uh, Robbie Anderson was close to 800, then they bring him in. And they had Curtis Samuel, who had about 627 yards last season. All three of these guys, um, well, Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel are in the top 40, and then DJ Moore in the top 20. Um, they, they, they've got to explode this year, right, in that new rule offense. What do you, what do you think, Houston? Yeah, I wouldn't call it a rule offense. I'd call it a Joe Brady offense, which I really like. Um, brought in Teddy Bridgewater, and I think this is a good shot. This is where I'd put my money on if there was any money to be put on. Uh, for the Carolina Panthers to hold the number one overall pick uh, next draft. Um, I just Their defense is very atrocious. This is They play in the NFC South. I've talked about this time and time again. They're going to have to pass the ball a lot. Um, people don't like Teddy, and I uh, I don't understand why. They have different narratives. He's a dump-and-dive kind of guy. I just want to say something because you mentioned people not liking Teddy. I want Billy to be on mute this entire time because P.J. Walker is the guy. And I'm just going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on mute now, Houston. You got, you got the – yeah, and I've uh, had this discussion with uh, one of our own, Ryan Hicks, many, many times again because it doesn't seem like a couple weeks goes by that we don't uh, argue between the Carolina Panthers and the New York Giants offenses. That's a pretty uh, big staple in our relationship between Ryan and I. But uh, I like I liked the addition of Teddy Bridgewater in 2019, 101.8 true passer rating. 76.4% touchdown completion rate, 75% play action completion rate. And this is the narrative that I don't like that people put on Teddy is that he's not a deep ball wide receiver or excuse me, deep ball quarterback. Um, but he had a 46.7% deep ball completion rate, which ranked fourth best in the league. They went on and got great offensive mind, offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. And I really like DJ Moore going into 2020. Um, if his ADP currently stands where it is, if it's going to continue to rise, if it's going to be in the second round or even first round, I don't want that. However, it's about uh, the third or fourth round. DJ Moore might be one of my most owned wide receivers going into twenty or into this season. And, you know, Joe Brady's going to be able to spread the ball. He's We saw what great of an offense he had at LSU. I don't think there's going to be any problems bringing that to Carolina because there is pieces around. I mean, there's Christian McCaffrey, and then we talk about the three wide receivers. And Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, he's not the gunslinger of a quarterback, but he's able to manage this offense and do a pretty good job with it. Uh, so, yeah, give me more and more. Um, I really like DJ Moore. Uh, Robbie Anderson, they went out and signed him, and he has ties to Matt Rule back at Temple, and that's probably why he he was a priority for agent for the Carolina Panthers that needed to br- that needed to bring in a third wide receiver. Um, I call him third. There's a good shot that he could be the number two on this team. Good deep ball receiver. If Teddy can connect with him time and time again, that'll be good for fantasy owners. I don't know about Robbie or Curtis Samuel. They might give you weeks that are fantasy relevant, but they're, they're not guys that I want to play my wide receiver two or my flex. There's better options, better streaming options. So those two aren't really uh, big priority targets for me in my drafts, at least. Um, Curtis Samuel seems like time and time again, he gets hyped up Joe, every off season. Joe Brady came out 
probably a month and a half ago said, yeah, Curtis Samuel is going to be a key piece to the uh, success to our offense. You know, I hear that every off season between between Curtis Samuel and Dante Pettis. I don't know which one gets more uh, hyped up each off season. It kind of drives me crazy, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, good, good wide receiver core, not the best fantasy wide receivers besides DJ Moore. So I'll take DJ Moore every day in the third round, even the fourth round, but I'm not going to touch the other two. Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Um, I don't doubt that at all. I like Robbie Anderson just a little bit, but like you were saying, I've got Curtis Moore or Curtis Samuel catching more passes than Robbie Anderson. So maybe that makes Curtis Samuel the the, the wide receiver too. And like you were saying, Robbie Anderson just – wide receiver three just because he's familiar with Matt Rule and Matt, Matt Rule's familiar with him. Um, Tom, let's close this out, man, with the Buffalo Bills and Sean McDermott and Brian DeBull, who are going to be around 81% roughly, but they got a brand new shiny thousand yard receiver and Stefan Diggs to add to their old smoky 1000 yard receiver in John Brown. And then the, the dude, I mean, this guys he's like the Frank Gore of wide receivers and Cole Beasley. This dude is scrappy. This dude is always out there. He's getting, you know, he's the dude that's crossing the field and taking those short passes, but he's always catching them. I mean, over 67 passes last year that he caught uh, at barely over 100. I mean, the dude is efficient. The dude's getting knocked down. These three guys are going to be Josh Allen's guys, and – There's no doubt in my mind that Stephon Diggs is going to be the number one, John Brown the number two, and Cole Beasley the number three. Um, And I have them projected out as such at Diggs at over 1,000 yards, John Brown at 785, and Cole Beasley at 695 at five, four, and four touchdowns. Um, I know you've done a little bit more research on these guys than I have. What what are your thoughts on these guys? I'll tell you what, I'm not far off. Uh, I mean, Stephon Diggs, I don't think there's any question. He's an outside guy. That's what he does. Uh, you know, he's has some time in the spot, but uh, I don't think necessarily taking over that position from Cole Beasley. He, he just takes it outside. Uh, good news for him, you know, Josh Allen probably arguably the strongest arm in the, in the NFL right now. So he can throw the deep ball well, and that's, that's what he does best. He's not the most accurate guy. So, um, you know, I think Stephon Diggs on year probably 1,100 yards uh, easily. John Brown and Cole Beasley, I think, I'll tell you what, I almost think, I've been going back and forth, I almost think Cole Beasley is going to have a little bit better year than John Brown. Um, only because I think John Brown might lose out on some of that deep target share by bringing in Stephon Diggs. Not that Brown can't go across the middle, he can't have, you know, he can't run out of spot. But that's Cole Beasley's bread and butter. Between Brown and running slant wraps across the middle, that's what Cole Beasley does well. So, again, I don't know if you're far off. You have, what, 745 and 645, right? Or 750 and 645. So, I, I think that you could pretty much flip flop those numbers, and, and it's going to be a flip of a coin who's going to be who. Um, but it's, like I said, I think Brown's going to lose out on that on those deep targets uh, from Brian Diggs. So 
Uh, I will say I don't see any of these guys really being big time red zone threats. I think they're going to stick to their running backs and then uh, you know tight ends. They do have some decent tight ends there with Dawson Knox and uh, they brought uh, or they have Tyler Croft too. So you know these are going to be guys that you're going to have longer touchdowns um, and. I think PPR, I'd take Beasley over Brown as, as the two guy. I mean, I heard a lot what you were saying. I didn't hear a lot what you were saying. You're kind of being Mr. Roboto Iron Man type thing, but that's yeah. fine. Uh, but what I did hear was, yes, in PPR, I've got Cole Beasley projected at 68 receptions and John Brown at 55. Yep. Uh, with Stephon Diggs at, at 67. So Cole Beasley is the dude to get these passes from Josh Allen. Um, maybe the yards aren't there. Like you were saying, you could probably flip-flop them. But I don't disagree with you at all, Tom. I mean, great analysis, man, from what I heard. Uh, Tony Stark over there. <laughs> Is that Calzone that got you, man? <laughs> but Houston, man, we're making great time. Let's do it. We missed it last week. Let's do it this week. I want to hear a little bit of this or that. I want you to give me some guys. I want to think about it. I'm going to close out everything I got, and I'm just going to have this Bud Light right here. I'm just going to go with my head and my heart. So that means if you say an SEC guy, obviously I'm going over him. So let's stick from – let's go away from those guys. Yeah, so a little bit of this or that action. We'll do a couple of rounds of this. And Nate and Billy, if you haven't watched, this is always a little bit off the script here, and it's really off the script today. I haven't even brought any players uh, forward here. Um I haven't even thought of them myself. I have a couple good ones that I'm willing to debate here. Um, you know, let's start off with a little bit of quarterback. The way I approach quarterback is I never want to reach too high for a guy. Um, that's how I feel. A um, couple of the guys here, though, uh, willing to pay their price because I think they'll outperform their ADP. Um, the first one would be Matt Ryan. And the second one would actually be Deshaun Watson. Um, Matt Ryan, he's probably going behind Deshaun Watson, but, you know, Deshaun Watson is dropping. People are scared. Um, I actually just picked him in the ninth round of a redraft league This and very good value. As my good chance, he's going to be a top five fantasy quarterback. But if you looked at my rankings that are – um, I have uh, Matt Ryan actually head of Deshaun Watson, um, but I'll let you guys do the talk and I'll be quiet and let you guys debate. Um, we're not going to start with Chris because I already know his answer. So we'll start with uh, the best Nate in belly up, Nate Herman. <laughs> you know, this is tough. Um, it is 2020 even year, so Ryan could just absolutely go off, but I'm going to go. I mean, this is tough. Houston. Ah, uh, God. See, without Hopkins, I'm not – like, Watson's very talented. I'm sure have another big year. But without Hopkins, I'm not sure how, like, the, the the level he can perform this year. I'm going Ryan this year. You know, he got Julio. He got Ridley. He got Gurley. I love Watson still. Um, I just want to see him a little bit without Hopkins for the first few games. But uh, but in my rankings, I have Watson six, Ryan eight. So I am I do, I, I do love Watson, but I'm taking Ryan. I'm going with it. Um yeah, we'll see. That was a tough one, though. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's shoot it over to Tom, see what he has to say. I mean, Nate, you're not wrong. This is a tough one. It, it's pretty close. Um, if I remember correctly, Matt Ryan last year 
41, 4,200 passing yards. Deshaun Watson around 3,800, give or take. Um, I think those are fairly close. Um, I think that we'll be pretty close to those numbers this year. Um, Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. If I had to pick one, it's going to be Watson, though. I think that he adds that level on the ground that's going to – he's going to be able to outscore Ryan over the course of a year. He might have a game or two that he's not outscoring him, but I'm taking Watson just because that ground game, to me, is going to edge him out, even if his his passing yards are just a little bit shy. Yeah, and there's one thing I just want to address in this uh, little this or that competition is it's not just a talent standpoint or fantasy standpoint. It's more like which player are you going to get out of value? Is one more valuable at his current ADP? And that's why I ask these kind of questions. Do you want to take Watson a couple rounds earlier, or would you rather slide back and take Matt Ryan? But, uh, yeah, great answers from the both of you. We'll pass over to Billy here. I like to Sean Watson, uh, just rankings wise, um, coming into the year, you know, Matt Ryan, they could, they could be pretty uh, potent there if everybody stays healthy in Atlanta. Um, as far as the ADP and all that, I think I'd, I'd rather have Ryan. I'm not a guy that takes quarterbacks high myself and Deshaun Watson is at a premium and, and Matt Ryan could boom at any moment and have huge days. And especially if you have a, a quarterback on your roster that you're okay starting, a week or two, and when you don't like Ryan's matchup, you know, Matt Ryan can be a guy that can take you places. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I see a little bit of regression maybe in the passing yards, and, and kind of like, uh, you know, Mahomes going from, from that uh, 52 touchdown here to the next season. Stats may regress, but the quarterback play is going to be better. He's, gonna, he's going to progress and as far as running the team, running the offense, and he's going to have to without the safety blanket of DeAndre Hopkins out there. He's got a lot more deep threats, so – He's going to have to be more crafty, and uh, I guess fantasy-wise, running the ball, always a deal-breaker, always a you know a separator for guys, but uh, at the current value, uh, I'll take my Ryan. Okay, guys, here we go. <laughs> Houston Texans till I die, baby. I love Deshaun Watson. Everyone knows I'm a Deshaun Watson guy, but it is ADP. I'm taking Matt Ryan over Deshaun Watson. Like Nate mentioned, it's an even year. Julio Jones is going to explode this year. He's my number one wide receiver, as Houston alluded to at the beginning. He knew I was going to take Matt Ryan over Deshaun Watson at their ADPs because Julio is going to have like 14 touchdowns this year, 1,400 <laughs> yards, 14 touchdowns. Or, you know, he's going to have another 250-yard game to close out his career. Matt Ryan's going to be right there throwing in the ball. 
Deshaun Watson's got David Johnson, who's going to suck up some of these end zone runs or these red zone runs. He doesn't have D hop out there to save him. He's got Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is going to catch those go balls. Not a problem. But those ninja passes that he's going to need, they're not going to be there. So if you can get Deshaun Watson in the ninth round, Houston, <laughs> shit, yeah, I'm taking him. But otherwise, give me Matt Ryan all day, baby. Yeah, I, I totally agree. We'll move on to uh, we'll we'll go to wide receiver here and see how much time, and we might bounce back to running back. But I'm just really, really surprised. Uh, and this might give it away on this guy's current ADP. Um, and I'll let you guys take a couple guesses here. But Adam Thielen, what uh, what wide receiver do you think he's going off the board right now, according to four four for four ADP, which takes ADP from ESPN, Yahoo, all major sites. Adam Thielen, where do you think he's being took right now as the wide receiver off the board? I want to say like 30-something, but he should be wide receiver 10. Well, uh, yeah, wide receiver 10, that's exactly where he's being took right now. Uh, Chris, go out and buy a lottery ticket, I guess. But uh, <laughs> It's the Bud Light, baby. It's it's the Bud Light. Um, <laughs> so the reason why I ask this is, uh, you know, I, I expect another bounce back year for Odell Beckham Jr., another bounce back year for Adam Thielen. Uh, OBJ is the wide receiver 13 right now. Adam Thielen's wide receiver 10, according to 4-4-4-ADP. I'll let uh, – who do I want to let go first here? I'll let Billy go first here since he's uh, around the Minnesota area. Maybe he's got a crush on this Adam Thielen guy. Definitely like me some Adam Thielen uh, this year. He's very undervalued, and I think he could do um, pretty well this year with Kirk Cousins. No Stephon Diggs to pull that, uh, uh, you know, the main target share there in Minnesota. So uh, I think he'll be asked to do a lot more than he was. Uh, Kirk Cousins got something to prove. End of his contract here coming up. And a rookie on the other side. So tight end position is also a little bit thin there. Uh, I love feeling going into 2020. Uh, unfortunately, haven't been able to add him to a roster yet. So uh, you still, you'd rather take him over Odell Beckham Jr. Correct? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not high on Beckham. I like, I like Baker this year for a breakout year, but uh, you know, Jarvis Landry sees the, the higher volume of the target share there, especially in that offense too. It's kind of a you know run around third of the underneath guy that's that's splitting open the zone. So uh, you know Beckham, not saying he couldn't do a lot. Uh, he just won't be on any of my rosters. Yeah, I I completely agree. Uh, we'll bounce it over to Nate here. Yeah, Billy, I'm I'm right with you here. Um, you know, with Theo and Jefferson, Jefferson the rookie, unproven in the NFL. So some guys just don't pan out. I think he'll be a great receiver in the NFL, but some guys just don't do it. Um, so Theo is right now the primary guy and cousins you know wants to kind of like you said be that next level quarterback um which he hasn't really proven yet so i think feeling gets a lot of targets a lot of receptions for ppr um <clears throat> wise he's very good and since odell had that bad ankle injury on the giants um you know he kind of i feel like he kind of like lost a step almost i know he's put up some big years but i feel like that big play kind of electric um aspect he had in his game kind of just lessened um and you know it's odell has some great years on the giants great years on the browns but i think with the big cooper contract landry and chubb getting at least 20 
20 carries a game and Kareem Hunt getting some targets probably. I think Beckham kind of loses out um, a bit this season. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, a lot, Not a lot of people are very high on OBJ. It'll be interesting to see if he has a bounce back year, but we'll uh, let Chris uh, take this over and then Tom can finish it out for us here on our wide receiver debate. So as everyone saw in our analyst league, I talk a lot of I talk a big game about the SEC, but apparently I don't draft a lot of SEC guys. <laughs> so this is the same situation. Um, Odell Beckham being from the LSU Death Valley boy, he played against some great cornerbacks, some great defenses uh, in the SEC, and yeah, he's got blonde tips now too. He's bringing it back. Apparently, um, Michael, you're right about that, and. I would take Adam Thielen over Odell Beckham just because, one, is he healthy? He says he's healthy. We did, I didn't know he wasn't healthy last season, so what's the difference between this season? And then I know what Adam Thielen's going to do because he's a grinder. He's like Julian Edelman. He just is always there. He's not – and I would hate to say this if for some reason I get retweeted this from Odell Beckham, but Adam Thielen's not a drama queen. And I always look at that when I – look at my own fantasy team because I had Kareem Hunt at one year. I had uh, these guys that had off the field issues and I don't want to deal with that on my fantasy football team because there's so many issues that I have to deal with on my fantasy football team. I don't want off the field issues on it. So I'm taking Adam Thielen at his ADP way over Odell Beckham any day of the week. Yeah. I mean, you guys nailed it. It's, it's Adam Thielen here. OBJ is a pain in the ass. <laughs> on, off, Tell me about it. Right? Like it's, they, you, you talked about that foot injury. He really has not been the same since then. He hasn't been that that electric player. Not that I ever liked him. He was a Giants guy. <laughs> but, you know, he was able to make fantastic plays. But he just hasn't really done that anymore. Um, somebody in our comments here mentioned if you can get him as a, a wide receiver too, take him. Absolutely. If he's my wide receiver too, sure, got it. But you're talking about now, you know, wide receiver 15 that I'm really looking to get there. I'm trying to get running backs before I I worry about a wide receiver And I'll probably even look into a tight end or a quarterback for a wide receiver too, depending on where the draft is headed. But, um, no, I mean, Adam Thielen, you know, Nate, you nailed it. He's got, you know, Jefferson, a rookie receiver. He has um, a tight end. He's got Dalvin Cook. Not that many mouths to feed in Minnesota. Thielen's going to get it. Cleveland, you know, we didn't even bring up Austin Hooper and David Njoku. You have two tight ends along with two running backs and three receivers that all want the ball. Even if Baker has a big year, I'm, I'm not sold on OBJ. The one thing I'll add, just you know, having OBJ on your roster when you're when you're starting him, it always feels like your expectation is just you know, much higher because of the caliber of player we've been programmed to think he is. So the letdown factor with him, just real solid with me. For sure. I, I totally agree. I had him in a PPR league one year and I uh, always expected him to go out and give me weak uh, winning weeks. Or, But the only way he was doing that is if he was passing touchdowns to Saquon Barkley. So, um, uh, fine, you know, We'll we'll wrap it up there. I don't want to uh, do too much. I want a running back one. You said what's that? I want a running back one. One more. Okay, short one. Short one. I don't want to keep her. Uh, 
viewers too long. We appreciate them coming in. Always want them to come back. Um, let's think of one off the top of my head here. Uh, we'll go with my uh, uh, running back favorite, Nick Chubb, and we will uh, bounce that back with uh, maybe a guy that Tom likes and Miles Sanders. Um, we'll let uh, we'll let Nate open up this one. I'm taking Chubb. Um, the kids, he's a rushing god. Without Henry, he would have been the rushing champ last year. Without Henry's, you know, crazy performance. Um, PPR wise, Chubb does lose some value because Hunt's going to be eating those RB targets. I think maybe Sanders picks up picks up some of those targets, but I like Chubb more. I think he's just a more talented running back. And um, yeah, I'm, I, I like Chubb as my RB one in my team. I'll agree with you on this one, Nate. Uh, very rarely do I take an SEC guy over somebody else. <laughs> rarely, I mean, very rarely. <laughs> with the with the coaching change that they got going on uh, with Stefanski in Cleveland, Chubb is going to have a huge year on the ground. You're right in PPR; he probably loses a little bit of value. But I'm sorry, Travis, I'm not taking Miles Sanders in the first round, sir, at all. Or in the second round, someone else can do it. Uh, I'm gonna take Michael Pittman as an undrafted guy in like the 25th round, and two years later, I'm gonna win. Oh, I'm sorry, in the te- uh, the the 10th spot. I'm sorry, Travis. You're right. <laughs> I, I will regress. Yeah, uh, we'll let uh, Billy uh, hop on with this one next. I think Nate hit it on the head. You know, Chubb is just the better football player, in my opinion. Nothing against Miles Sanders, but I've seen it from Chubb. Uh, you know, I, I do kind of temper some expectations with uh, Cream Hunt in the backfield and, you know, push him to shove. Cream Hunt wasn't in uh, Cleveland. He, he may be the better running back to me as well, but sounds like Stefanski's got something in the works to keep them both on the field, have a little bit different role for both of them. So, uh, you know, I like it more of a different role, not a time split thing there going on. Kind of makes me a little more optimistic about Chubb, but uh, Chubb's a guy that could go out any year, and he could have a 2,000-yard year. He could lead the league in rushing. He could score, you know, 10, 12, 14 rushing touchdowns if he's healthy and puts it together. Uh, Miles Sanders uh, seems like the Eagles really want Boston Scott to get involved. They just keep kind of pushing that narrative and keep trying to give him opportunities. That scares me a little bit, especially being that I have not seen that elite production from Miles Sanders yet. Yeah, I totally agree, and uh, we'll let uh, Tom have his little piece on this. I mean, I, I think you guys all know where I'm going to go here, <laughs> right? You know my thoughts. Um, I mean, let's be honest. Sanders, rookie year, 800 uh, rushing yards, 500 receiving yards, 50 receptions. I remember that specifically. Big year. Um, more yards uh, from scrimmage, I believe, than Josh Jacobs. Am I wrong? So – Big rookie year, second year you're going into, you have going into the year at least deeper receiver core, so you're not going to be so depleted, relying only on him. Um, and Billy, Boston Scott, absolutely, they want to get him involved, but I think it's because they don't really have another running back back there. It's, you know, they, they had um, uh, uh, Howard last year, Jordan Howard, but they didn't re- – you know, we talked about this uh, a week or two ago. I, I don't know what the deal is, if he had an injury that was lingering or what what was going on, but they just didn't want you know put him on the field. So um, I think they wanted to take some pressure off Sanders, especially rookie season. You don't want to run the tires off of him 
you know, right from the jump. Uh, but learning under Deuce Staley, who Eagles great, you know, going into the draft and, and even into year one, there are a lot of comparisons to, um, you know, Shady McCoy with his jump cuts. I, you know, I will say you guys are right. We haven't seen that, you know, top tier production out of him, but PPR, you got the, the benefit of 50 plus receptions, I think. Um, and then, you know, I mean, you guys know Chris Dynasty League. I took him first round. I'm big on him for the future here. So I'd take him this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I seen it, Tom. I seen it. My, the name is revolving around him. It's running for miles. Come I on. Saw it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we saw it, though. Um, DC put out a little, uh, a little tweet earlier today that had vacated – uh, runs for rookies or whatnot. I don't doubt that Miles Sanders will have a great year this year, but at their current ADPs, I might take Acres over Sanders, just depending on the position in the draft that I'm in, where I'm going. If I can get Michael Thomas or you know Julio right there, I might just go ahead and do that, and then do uh, you know forego Sanders later. But for Travis. The yes, the Rams offensive line is terribly gross, absolutely gross. But they didn't add anyone new. Why would they not add anyone new? Because last year they had a lot of flip flopping. They had a lot of injuries last year on their starting guys, so they had to bring in people who weren't playing right guard, right tackle. And now they do this year. There's a big uh, a push for these offensive guy or for the offensive line for the for the Rams where they will have a decent offensive line this year for Cam Akers. Um, so if I can get Cam Akers way later than Sanders, I'm going to do that for sure. Um, but, guys, I really appreciate you all being here with me on Friday. Always love it doing with you guys. Houston, thanks for the this or that. I know you had to be muted for a little bit because of your dogs, but that's no okay. Problem. Billy, um the biggest thing that we're working on here at Belly Up is not what we're doing as individuals. It's what we're, you know, as how Marcus was talking about as a family is just kind of going off of each other and just building up. Uh, tell everyone who's watching us about the St. Jude Belly Up Bowl because you're the head of it, man. And, dude, Travis Stevens, my wife looked at me when you sent me that video, and there was straight-up tears coming out of my eyes when I saw that video because it was, I was not expecting any of that. I know what I sent you, but I mean, dude, I mean, like it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Big shout out to Travis Stevens coming through an old Madden buddy of mine, uh, kind of kept in contact over the years. So uh, he did a lot of uh, hype videos for some Madden tournaments that were a lot of fun. So when I was trying to think of something fun to do for belly up, I thought, Hey, we'll see what uh, T Stevens is up to and see if he'd do something for us. So, he did. He hooked us up, uh, you know, put some real effort, some real time into that video. So make sure you go to the website, check out the Belly Up Bowl page, uh, see what we're trying to do. Mega League, 120 teams, $1,000 to uh, St. Jude, and $1,000 to the champ, trophy smack trophy. Of course, some Belly Up swag getting uh, thrown in there as well for you. And, uh, you know, take a couple minutes of your time and see what we're really trying to do here. Travis Stevens lays it out pretty well. And, uh, hey, join us. You know, if you think you can beat us, you want to you come at us, any of us, you want to challenge somebody, uh, we welcome the challenge. Come join one of our divisions, belly up draft picks, uh, draft bus divisions, your favorite NFL draft bus. We got some great division names, Money Manziel, 
Tim Couch, Nate representing. So uh, I got uh, Lawrence Phillips, the Iowa boy, taking a little jab at the Huskers there. So a lot of fun, a lot of smack talk, and uh, should be in for a great event. So come join us. Come check us out at Belly Up and see what we're up to. Heck yeah, Billy. I mean, dude, you've blown me away with the amount of work and time and effort that you put into this because it was just a vision of mine to do this. And, like, dude, you have put it together. It is ridiculous. But I cannot give you any more praise than I already have. Uh, but one of our senior guys that has been here longer than I have, that has been running our Dynasty account, uh, that knows a little thing about a thing or two about a thing or two. But Houston, let everyone know where they can follow you at, what you're working on, man, all, all your future endeavors, because, me and you have something exciting coming up here as soon as we switch this show uh, live on in August. Yeah, and we'll keep that a little secret for now until we get some more... Uh... Details on that, but uh, always follow me on Twitter, Belly of Houston. Always willing to talk. Uh, shoot me a DM, shoot me a message. Always, uh, we'll answer any tra- trade questions you have, dynasty wise, redraft wise. Uh, season's coming up, and uh, I'm hoping we have it. Hoping it starts on time. I'm really excited, and it's going to be a big letdown. I'll be pretty sad if uh, things don't go the way they usually do. So, just keep praying. Like uh, Marcus said earlier, wear a mask so we can have uh, some NFL football this year. Um, yeah, for sure. Tom, definitely our senior to Houston. And I, you were, uh, here when I first got here, you've showed me the ropes here at belly up. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, you're the man that I need to get Cal zones from apparently. And also my whiskey, uh, which I didn't know. <laughs> no, I drink, man. <laughs> but you're the hot tech guy whose hot takes normally come to fruition. So, let everyone know where they can follow you at, everything you're working on, and uh, at least about this Madden tournament that you're thinking about doing. Yeah, it's, uh, we Madden tournament's coming, I promise, I promise. I know we, we talked about it a little while ago, and it kind of got, got delayed. We had uh, some issues getting the last one closed out. Somebody uh, didn't really respond. So, hey, it happens. Um, but make sure you, man. Girl, girl, that's all it is. It happens. It happens, so. Uh, second one will be bigger, better, and, you know, we'll get it going. But uh, you can always follow me at BellyUpTom on Twitter. Uh, you know, like Chris said, I like to get some of the hot takes going. You know, you, you get the whiskey flow and the hot takes are going. So, you know, feel free to challenge them. We'll we'll see what goes on. Uh, Chris, I know we're going to get some uh, some bets going on Prop Me about them this year, so I can't wait. Nate, before we talk to you, Tom just set me up with another layup. He's so good at these. Tom, did you play basketball back in the day? I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Well, you're so good at these layups, man. Talking about PropMe. PropMe is the new innovative gaming platform and really first of its kind. PropMe makes betting from person to person easier than ever. Designed for new and experienced gamblers alike. Using a straightforward prop bet that can literally be created on anything. I'm talking about how many beers I can drink, how many times I say SEC, how many times I say Gigum, how many times I say Kappa Sig or Aggie. You can put a bet on this during our live feeds, guys. Uh, go there and then create the prop. Um, create the prop, and it takes hanging out with your friends to a whole new level. It really does. Um, so go to PropMe or PropMeLLC.com and download the app. It's super fun. Uh, I've done it a couple times. Uh, we're going to get it going here pretty soon once the season starts. Houston and I have been talking about some props going back and forth, 
Uh, it should be pretty fun. Uh, guys, thank you all for watching. But this is one of our hardest working guys. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going yeah. to talk about him. Just wait. <laughs> one of our hardest working guys. I mentioned it earlier. He edits our writer's stuff. He does live feeds with us when we don't need him to. But I ask him to, and he's right there. He has the analysis. He does mock drafts. He joins regular drafts. He talks to you on Twitter. The dude is amazing. And he's he can't even buy a beer for himself at a bar. Talk <laughs> about Nate Herman, guys. This guy is amazing. Y'all need to follow him. Nate, talk about talk about yourself. Tell everyone where they can follow you at. Well, first, thank you, Chris, for those kind words. Appreciate it. But uh, yeah, on Twitter, at Nate Herman27. Happy to engage any talk, MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, you name it. I got it. So uh, let me know. And make sure you follow him, Belly Up Fantasy Sports, Belly Up Sports for as, as sports come back. We have great articles coming out. Todd Barnes, one of our new guys, had a great first baseman tier article. Um, Jamil, another another new guy, had a great best ball, um, big big tournament league uh, review uh, analysis. So make sure you're checking um, all of our guys' stuff out. Really great stuff every day. Um, and as, as all the sports start to come back, just more more great stuff on the way. So once again, on Twitter at, at Nate Herman 27. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching everyone. I'm telling you, he's working hard, even when he's not working hard guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank all of y'all for joining us tonight. Everyone who's watching us, go to our website, go check our consensus rankings. Also our, our godfather, Dan Mater has his own projections rankings up on our website for standard half point, and full PPR leagues. I mean, he's got his algorithm out there. He put them out there. Follow him. Win some ships with this. Tonight, I want to thank Marcus Grant for coming on with us. I mean, the dude is an absolute legend. Came on with us. Spoke with us. Super nice guy. Next week, we have one of my favorites, Greg Sussman from the Sports Grid Network, who helped me win my first championship uh, in fantasy football on with us next week. So he doesn't have a huge following like Marcus does, but he's got my vote. So I really appreciate him. For all you guys watching us at home, also I thank you for supporting us, for downloading us on Apple Music, on iTunes, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and following us. And then just watching us live in our stream, guys. Uh, Michael, Courtney, Scott, Marco, Dan, uh, David, thank you for watching us. Travis, thank you for interacting with us, man. Um, We'll be here next week, obviously. And this was Belly Up Fantasy Live. So I really appreciate it, guys. I'm Chris Pinto. Y'all have a great weekend. And thank y'all so much. Thank you for listening to Belly Up Fantasy Live. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.